Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Guardians, and welcome to Fireteam Chat. I'm your host, Ty Guy Travis. Uh, you just saw footage of Destin and his new uh, guardian uh, there, who was crying in the face of Lord Shax, which tells all of us here at Fireteam Chat that he will surely be a PVE main. All right, let's uh, get to uh, our, our co-hosts here. Uh, joining me today, we've got uh, Paul Tassi, as usual, and uh, of course, Brian. How you doing, guys? McClunky. Oh no, he stole I it. it. I get to do it now as your host. <laughs> he gets to do McClunky. That's yep. great. All right. Well, uh, so yeah, that's good news for those of you who have been keeping up on Destin's life. He had a kid recently, so he's going to be off the show for the foreseeable future. Uh, so you're stuck with us here. Um, but we had a lot to talk about these past two weeks. We've got the season of The Chosen revealed. We got a new trailer for that that we're going to talk about. Uh, and we've also got uh, some two new twabs with, that had some pretty big announces in it for for upcoming changes in the season and beyond. Um, so yeah, let's let's get right to it and talk about uh, kind of the biggest thing, which is next week, season of the chosen begins. We got a new trailer, uh, which we're going to roll here for you guys. Um, and yeah, there's there's kind of a lot to talk about. So first and foremost, being uh, the new uh, villain of this uh, DLC is going to be Empress Keitel. Uh, she is the daughter of um, Callus, Emperor Callus, who's now in exile somewhere uh, with the Leviathan, presumably. Uh, and and uh, so lots of stuff to talk about there. What are your guys' initial thoughts about this trailer and the reveal and the new enemy and, and all the stuff that kind of came with that? Paul, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go first. It's uh, very cool. I, I'm glad that kind of all the predictions about uh, Keitel panned out. In, I think she's a, a really neat character to introduce, and I guess it's been a while since we circle back to the Cabal, so this makes sense, and it's nice to be fighting someone that isn't, like, remnants of the Red Legion for the 50 millionth time. Right. <laughs> and we're, uh, we're finally moving on from that. Uh, I didn't know if we might see the return of the Leviathan itself as a zone um, with her appearing, but that does not seem to be the case, at least from everything we've seen from the promotional, uh, promotional materials so far. But she might just show up on her own little ship. Uh, she's kind of got her own callous swag, sort of, but with a little little different styling. Her armor is like kind of Persian, Mongolian instead of Callus's, uh, you know, even even more flamboyant look. But she has tusks, which is terrifying, and she wants Zavala <laughs> to bow here, which he is clearly not going to because why would he? Why when we ever really lost to the Cabal other than that one time, and then we won later anyway, so. <laughs> I, I am curious how the season plays out. It does seem kind of dumb on its face that we are fighting the Cabal when we have these very common enemies. But I think after kind of the, you know, peace talks break down, we will, quote, prove ourselves in battle with whatever this battlegrounds activity is as we fight our champions. And then I think by the end that maybe we'll be allied with her and then we can all take on the darkness and uh, Savathun together and stuff. So that's that's what I think this is going to pan out into, but I guess we'll see. 
Yeah, uh, Brian, your thoughts? Yeah, initially, like going off of what you said about um, Zavala bowing, it's like this kind of just shows like the arrogance of the cabal, right? It's like, hey, we need to work together. There's a huge threat going on here. Bow. And it's like, but we got this other problem here to worry about. Why do you need me to kneel to you? And if I don't, then we're not going to fight them. We're going to fight you. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. But I'm also like, it, like you said too, it's it's fantastic because I've talked about it a thousand times and like I'm kind of just like sick of like the Red Legion just hanging around. So it's going to feel really nice to have a cabal threat that isn't the Red Legion. Um, although it's like I hope you know, you know, seeing seeing a lot of the the cabal in the trailer and their ships and stuff, it looks very Red Legion esque. Like all of the cabal, you know, they're like they're still legionaries and all and all that stuff. So it's like I'll kind of we'll see if the aesthetic changes a little bit from them from the red legion because they did have their signature look in vanilla destiny leading up to now so we'll that i'd it, it still looks mostly the same but we'll, we'll see but yeah no i i'm i'm excited for it I'm, I'm really excited to see where where the actual story goes um even after like breaking away from this huge darkness threat that we've got um so i'm you know, i'm interested to see where that where that heads no, yeah, no new cabal but, enemy type from what we can tell because people were thinking there might be like a wyvern or uh uh whatever the tanks are called i forget brig but there's yeah. there's no chonky cabal unit coming apparently unless unless they're hiding it but i, I don't think they would but that's yeah. kind of too bad yeah they use the red legion without using the red legion the red legion but they're wearing gold necklaces now yeah <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> Yeah, I hope it's not that much. I definitely wouldn't expect a new enemy type from like an off uh, expansion. You know, this is kind of just like a, a secondary season. It's $10. Um, but yeah, it's ten dollars exactly. Are Seasons are underpriced. That's maybe a controversial <laughs> statement. I think they, they are, are underpriced. underpriced. Eververse stuff might be overpriced, but seasons I think are underpriced. For regardless of whether, of content yeah, regardless of whether or not you think the season is good, the amount of content they give over like a three month span, if you pull that in and like and look at it all from an overhead perspective, that is worth way more than $10. Yeah. At least 15, but I, this is going to yeah. be a very unpopular sentiment. Yeah. I can already tell. But. Yeah, the, the comment section is going to be like, what? You think yeah. they should charge more? Uh, but yeah, <laughs> going, going, going right into that uh, from, from the content discussion, uh, we also got a lot of content shown off, and, and they told us what's going to be in this new season. Uh, and it's, it's kind of a lot. It's surprising. So we knew that we were going to get two returning strikes, the Fallen Saver and the uh, Devil's Lair. Those are coming back. But they also revealed there's going to be a third strike uh, called Proving Grounds, I believe. That's the, uh, the third one that's coming later in the season. Um, they also announced that there's going to be a new activity uh, called Battlegrounds, which seems like it's possibly going to be kind of like a Prison of Elders type uh, it seemed like it was going to be, you know, combat focused fire team activity, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and then also something called Helm that looks like it might be a uh, new social area. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on any of that stuff? Um, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I was not expecting a new strike. I think that's cool. Uh, I still am not clear on whether the two strikes they're bringing back are going to have like new story components to them or if they're like, like, you know, the Disgrace, they rewrote it. Like, they rewrote it into Beyond Light. But these two new ones, they're, they're both Fallen Focus, and this is a Cabal season, so I'm wondering if it's just, like, flashback strikes or if they're actually going to kind of rewrite, uh, you know, the, the end boss and, like, the dialogue for that, or if not. Uh, a new strike is cool. They're doing, I think it's on a moving tank. I think that was kind of the hook from what I saw, which, if that's, if that's true, that would be very cool. 
Battlegrounds, I know everyone wanted like a six-man matchmade activity, but three-man matchmade activity, at least it's not, you know, just Cabal Wrathborn hunts as far as we know, which that was kind of the worst case scenario. Um, it, it seems like it could be something more, more on the scale of forges. There's four of them. I think they take place in existing like areas on the map. I don't know if there's new arenas for them. I could be wrong about that. I, I couldn't really tell from the trailer. But um, and then using Helm, Helm seems like where you go to kind of like get the upgrades and whatever for battlegrounds and like in I probably target farm loot that way. I'm very curious about where Helm is. It seems to be an entirely separate social space. It does seem like it could potentially be in the old tower area if the even if the old tower itself is not coming back. Uh, so that's kind of curious. And it, I, I would wonder if they're leading into a grand tower rework um, just by cleaning up that one space. But I mean, I, I certainly think it looks more interesting than what we had this season, which was Wrathborn hunts and nothing. <laughs> and, like, and I mean, a couple story missions. So yeah. I am going to be cautiously optimistic about it for now. Cool. Brian. As we all always are, cautiously optimistic. That's Destiny's tagline. Um, <laughs> no, um, yeah. Uh, in regards to, uh, I kind of want to work backwards from what Paul was saying about the, the tower stuff with Helm. I imagine it's going to be in our current tower, um, though I I still believe that the old tower is going to return in some way because they're still working on it, right? You you look off to the left in the tower from spawn and and you can see they got all that scaffolding up there. They're fixing it. They're they're doing something to it up there. So if we you know if anything we know from Bungie is that they when they do some kind of like grand thing like that in the background, it eventually culminates into something. Um, so I imagine that at some point that that tower will come back, but. Um, in terms of the new strikes, as everybody knows, I'm a PVE main, so it's it's going to be great to have new strikes, even though they took away seven or so. How many? How many did they take it away? Seven. 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 Yeah, when they took when Beyond Light came out, but um, yeah, like Fallen Saber and Devil's Lair, it they're not like the disgraced in that they were renamed, right? Because the the original disgraced was yeah. called Will of Crota. So it's like they, they, like you were saying, they rewrote it for Beyond Light and and uh, and New Light. But these two, they're just like, hey, here's Fallen Saber and Devil's Lair. And even if you look at the trailer, like the uh, um, Sepix looks the same as he did, mm -hmm. you know, in D one. It doesn't. He doesn't look like perfected. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't look like a different version of him. He kind of just looks like Sepix Sepix Prime. Um, so it's going to be interesting. And I think it's just. I think they're just going to be. Carbon It'd be copies. so weird though, wouldn't it? it like would just be, flashback hey, that's... to specific missions in Destiny One with like yeah. old voice work and stuff. It's gonna be so weird. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be very weird, but I think I think they're going to they're gonna I don't know how, what they're gonna do because they're gonna ba base it around new lights, you know. And it's like, oh, you you woke up and the fallen the devil the house of devils are wreaking havoc on. I don't know, man. It's it's weird. Yeah, no it's I can't I can't I can't rationalize it. Um, but I am glad that those strikes will be in the game because, well, one, Devil's Lair being like the very first strike we've ever played in the Destiny franchise. And one um, of the best still, ones. The, yeah, and it still holds up as like a really good like strike on like what you can expect from moment to moment in a strike mission. Um, so I'm glad to be playing that again. So color yeah. me excited for those, even though it's, it's you know, old content. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same as you guys. Like it, it sounds good. There is going to be a little bit of awkwardness with them returning two specific strikes from D1 with the D1 story. But hey, I I mean I think they're going to have to do that anyway, right? We're getting the old uh, Vault of Glass raid. Like it, they're clearly going to be putting D1 content 
out of the Destiny vault and putting it into Destiny 2. So I think this is just going to be something that happens from going forward for Destiny. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, the, the other thing is, you know, kind of not resting on their laurels with, you know, here, here's one uh, group activity to do for the rest of the season. Uh, they also announced uh, equipment that we're going to be getting. So they, we've got a new bow that, that looks like it's going to fire like hot nails out of, out of the end of it. Hot nails. Cool. Yeah, they're like uh, flaming arrows. Uh, that home in on people. We've got a, a Tex Mechanica uh, unknown exotic, which a lot of people are speculating might be the first curse. Um, probably is the first curse. It's going to be the first um, curse. Why? Uh, should new, make a new one. I agree. I'm with you. I'm I, want, I, want I want the letter action rifle everyone keeps talking about that they should make. <laughs> they should just they should just remake a, what is it? Uh, God, it's a sniper rifle. Oh, lot, no land beyond. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, remake yeah, that as a Tex Machina weapon and just make that leave, you know, that have that lever action on that and remake it a Tex Machina weapon. That's, that's pie yeah. in the sky. But I still think it's going to be a kinetic first curse. You're probably right. I hope you're wrong. We've had enough hand oh, cannons. They should do something new. Um, but yeah, then they also revealed, you know, the new armor sets, which uh, we got to look at in the trailer earlier um, with some very interesting designs. I think a lot of people don't like them. I kind of think, oh, well, at least they're different, right? They look, they're not something we've seen before, which is cool for me. Uh, and then also um, the new stasis aspect they announced is going to be uh, acquirable in the game. I, hopefully that'll uh, give give people another reason to log on, um, and and uh, also the trials armor, uh, adept weapons, legendaries to chase after. So, how are you guys feeling about the amount of kind of loot to chase in the game, and what what has been revealed so far? Brian, you want to go first? You go first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, loot has to matter, right? That's always that's always the thing, right? It's like oh, yeah, there's a bunch of new stuff. There's a bunch of new guns to do, a bunch of new armor sets to do. Um, all these adept weapons, but it doesn't matter unless they're good, right? That's that's plain and that's like the plain and simple way I can put it. Is like as long as it is good and it's effective, and I want to use it because like I don't want to chase something that I don't want to use for the sake of going to get it just so you know, you know, because the title tells me, hey, use X weapon in X activity during the season of the chosen to get the title. It's like that's not a that's not a, that's not a good reason to chase loot. Um, so I, I'm hoping that those the weapons look cool, right? Like, but the seasonal weapons look look great. They look, you know, like a like a modern. I don't want to say modernized version because it's set in the future, but a modernized version of version of Leviathan weapons, and they look really cool. So I'm just hoping that rocket launcher is a good rocket launcher with the 30% buff they're all getting. Um, and, and yeah, like the like you're saying, the the seasonal armor looks kind of weird not into it even though it's different than what we've had before what i'm interested in is that trials armor trials armor looks really cool i'm, I'm into that yeah it really does um also we got to look at some new uh armor from guardian games that looks maybe to me like sparrow racing league no, so no, no. no you don't think so all right well <laughs> it's not going back it, it was it slim last time let it go sparrow should, league should it come back fall it's, should it's, it come back i i wouldn't like i would enjoy it i would play it i actually really i like the sparrow racing armor which i think looks better than this guardian games armor but it's too resource intensive i think to design those elaborate courses for just a limited time event and i think that's why they stopped doing it I know the community is going to keep asking for it forever, but I think it's going to be like a faction rally thing where it's just, it's never going to come back. Uh, in terms of the stuff they are adding, it's, it's hard to know. I, we are racking up a lot of stuff. I think I did a, a post on this today and it was, we you know about 30 weapons that are coming and they said over 25. That 30 does include some reprised weapons like uh, the all the eight ones that are coming back from the old destinations. Um, but 
there is a lot. And I guess we don't really know until we know the exact like perk pools on these and we know we're getting new perks too. Um, so it, it's, again, like you said, it's hard to know like if they'll actually be good enough. So far, adept weapons have not really been like totally game-changing to get like adept trials weapons. So I'm not sure if adept strike weapons will, will fill that role. I think everyone is, is curious about the ritual grenade launcher. <laughs> Yes. Salvager's Salvo, which everyone is assuming is just going to be Mountaintop 2, but I have faith that maybe though. it's... Is it, it's, is it for sure kinetic? I don't know. I was wondering if okay. you guys know. I, I don't think we know for know. sure, but yeah. my hope is that it's it could be more PvE-focused if they give it something like Chain Reaction. Uh, Salvo is, is something that one of my readers told me, like, in, in the military, that's like a, bump, like a bombardment of rockets, so it could be like a multiple fire thing. Uh, I am curious if they're ever going to go back to doing ritual weapons that are like really unique, like like all the old ones used to be, like Recluse and things like that, like they said they were going to, because up until recently, like the past few sets of ritual weapons have been pretty normal weapons with existing perks that you just pick between and they have good stats. So like, I think that's, that's fine. It's just, it's kind of boring and it's not what the point of Pinnacle Ritual Weapons were. And if all those yeah. old ones are sunset, kind of time yeah. to start introducing the new powerful ones again. I guess Adored is pretty powerful in PvP, but... So I'm I'm yeah. hoping it's it's good and fun and not gonna wreck PvP even more than PvP is already wrecked. But I guess we'll yeah. see. <laughs> I think kind of the whole point of them sunsetting was, hey, we can try new things and give you more powerful weapons that maybe will break things for a little while, and that's okay because they won't be in the meta forever. Uh, but yeah, we're seeing that they're really, like you said, not taking advantage of that opportunity, which is really weird. Um, okay, cool. So that kind of covers uh, what we saw in the trailer in the season of Chosen. That begins on Tuesday for all of you out there who are wondering when you start playing this. So uh, we'll be back with a show in two weeks where we'll have all had plenty of time to play the new season and uh, we'll report on it and, and let you guys know our thoughts. Uh, moving on to the TWABs. We had two TWABs while we were out. Uh, the first one talked about balance patches and some of kind of the general housekeeping stuff. And then the the most recent one uh, had more to say about Season of the Chosen and kind of what we can expect. So wanted to go over some of that stuff first. Um, the first thing that they talked about in, in the TWAB uh, from two weeks ago was uh, the seasonal challenges that are happening. So they're replacing weekly bounties that you grab from vendors with these uh, seasonal challenges that look like they give you bright dust and there's kind of like a checklist that's already in your inventory. Uh, they gave us a few screenshots. Do you guys have any opinions on this? Are you excited for this? Do you think bounties were a better idea? Uh, or is this sort of just like, hey, look, another small, you know, meta change for how we're doing missions in Destiny. It doesn't really matter. What do you guys think? Paul? It's it's fine. I mean, I, I don't know how you could get like excited about seasonal challenges. <laughs> right, just, yeah. That's kind I, of I my reaction. It, it sounds like a more streamlined version of the concept of, of bounties where I don't mind like doing all weekly bounties on all three characters is not terribly enjoyable. Uh so, like if you were just hard bright dust farming. So I, I'm not really gonna miss that going away. And if these are kind of sufficient XP bright dust replacements, I know I think overall bright dust is being cut but it should take a lot less effort to get the amount that you can get. So in like, I, I, so overall, I think it's, it's probably worth it. Um, it's just, it's something that's needed to happen for a long time, like an, an overhaul, but I'm kind of sad that like that got overhauled and we're still doing consumable shaders, something I want overhauled for a million years, but I guess that's lower priority. Um, I think it'll be fine. Uh, unless there's, you know, this proves to be some sort of huge bright dust drought, maybe that would be bad, but 
as long as the UI is, is streamlined and it's kind of easy to access and, and comprehend, I think it'll probably be a better system than than the weekly bounty chase was. Agreed. Brian, do you have thoughts on the mouse and keyboard nerfs? <laughs> Switching it up. <laughs> and he leaves. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like they could have just fixed controllers instead of oh, wow. breaking mouse and keyboard. No, no, I'm, you don't I, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean that in a bad way. I didn't mean like, oh, controllers are terrible. You should you should play a mouse and keyboard. But I mean, like, everybody, you know, all, a lot of the things that people are complaining about have been a problem because of controllers. So it's like maybe just I don't know, fix recoil on controllers instead of just. I don't, it's weird. It's gonna be it's gonna be a very weird feeling because like it's gonna change what I know about Destiny. I have to reacclimate to the way I you know to the way I the gunplay works in a lot of ways. So I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um, I'll have to like test it out to see how much of it actually changes in, but yeah, I don't it's know. It's an interesting concept. I mean, do you think uh weapons should have recoil on mouse and keyboard or cause they kind it's of don't that, with not, some of the subtypes. It's not that I don't think that they shouldn't. It's that this is the system we're used to, right? So it's like, this is what we know, you know, this is how we play destiny and this is how destiny feels when we're playing it. So like people who main mouse and keyboard have a certain thought and you know visual and how and how they you know they're tactical in the way they play the game so when you just massively change how the guns react and how they perform or behave then it's just like i don't want to say it's a different game but it's just now i have to now i have to adjust how i play this game which is kind of weird right yeah and for those who aren't keeping like a close eye on this the reason they're making these changes according to the TWAB is they're getting ready for cross play. So this is something they've wanted for a while, you know, people who are on Xbox to play with PlayStation and all of those to play with PC, uh, Stadia, I guess, if that's still a thing by the time cross play launches, um, (laughs) not really sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, all, all those. So if, if the worry is that if, uh, people on mouse and keyboard are, are playing by a different set of rules that it'll affect, uh, how, how they're playing with people on console. So hopefully, I don't know. I would prefer it if they gave option for people on console to like opt out of crossplay with people on PC for cheater reasons, not for mm-hmm. mouse and keyboard reasons. It's because I hide on Xbox because I don't want to play trials with, uh, you know, people on PC because uh, just the terrible experiences there. So hopefully they'll address that because that to me seems like a way bigger problem than you know recoil on mouse and keyboard is like are there are you going to allow you know, people that aren't playing by the rules into the community for consoles that are largely like not experiencing that issue right now. So uh, that'll be interesting. Any other thoughts on that whole debate of crossplay or any of the control I, stuff? I mean, I had some other thoughts about just the, how they're going to do the matchmaking pool. Like this made me yeah. think that maybe they're just going to throw everyone together. Like I figured it might be like, a, like they might match by input or they might do something where like, okay, if you're on console and you want to play with your PC buddies, you can do that, but like, you'll probably be the only console person in like a PC lobby. And then they're not just going to like, you know, it's not going to be like a huge mix of all players at all times. Whereas even, even with recoil changes, I mean, PC still got to have an advantage. I mean, most of the time I would imagine. So I, I am curious about how they're doing pools and the cheating thing is obviously a big deal too, because console players just really don't have to deal with cheaters in any meaningful capacity and if they suddenly become like infected by the cheaters of pc like that's just going to make pvp worse for you know the remaining 60 70 percent of the community on consoles so it could it could do more harm than good like yeah you can play with your friends more openly now but if you're going to run into a bunch of cheaters in pvp 
that's probably a net negative. So it, this has to be paired with a lot more anti-cheat stuff as as ever. But so I'm I am concerned about that aspect of it. Yeah, it is another cool. positive for a. Uh, for pve players though because none of this <laughs> none of this affects pve like okay who cares if the person you match up with in the strike is on pc who cares fine <laughs> true better. Better. true yeah. Yeah. it is better yeah okay cool um so let's move on to some of the buffs and debuffs coming for weapons so uh brian you mentioned this earlier but we got a buff coming for rocket launchers long overdue in my opinion uh yeah we've got one for uh very long. Should we just talk about that before I go down the longer yeah, list? Yeah, we can if you want to, like because it, it's it's insane. It's the most how, major buff out of anyone. Yeah, yeah it's the, it's insane how long. Were you serious about going on on talking about? No, I'm rocket serious. Launchers? Please yeah, talk yeah. about rocket launchers. Yeah, 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 but yeah, it's insane how long they went under tuned, right? I mean, like yes, they like some specific exotics have you know had their light uh, you know their their time in the light you know like ward cliff or um or legendaries with uh uh cluster bombs on uh on riven but oh yeah truth too um but yeah like it's you know but largely using a rocket launcher in pve uh just sucks right now it does yeah, I remember I got uh, I was playing trials and I got a god roll on the trials rocket launcher and I told the group and they all just started laughing. It's <laughs> like, hey man, I got a god, god roll, roll on a rocket launcher now. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm curious because like this doesn't really solve the main issue that people had with rocket launchers, which was one in the chamber, like almost all the time, unless you like have ambitious assassin or something. Uh, so I I mean, thirty percent is a significant increase, so that alone could be enough to like make it a significant. DPS option. I also wonder if they're going to add any new rocket launcher perks because so many rocket launchers are just very boring. Like I think it, they got cluster or whatever the chain reaction. They got chain reaction, but like if you're doing boss DPS, chain reaction's not really going to be doing much for you. So I, I'm curious to see like how this works in practice. I think it's it's obviously long overdue. I was surprised to see no buffs additionally to. Uh, machine guns or linear fusions because they're like oh well, everyone uses swords but then they're only buffing rockets so why are they not also buffing linear fusions and machine guns machine guns especially got nerfed when they uh when you could auto load them with like barriers and um the well and stuff and they never got unnerfed after you could no longer do that so they're kind of just mop clearing now for the most part so i, I yeah. i'm surprised to see that nerf sticking around uh, I'm, I mean, I, I don't even know what a rocket launcher god roll is, so I guess I got to look through my collection, but uh, I am i don't know if this will 100% fix the, the issues rocket launchers have had just with a damage increase. Uh, and then some bosses, like, you know, you're still going to sword Atrax to death. Like, you're not going to just, everyone's going to switch to rockets, I don't think, on Atrax. Watch, he, watch me eat my words when, like, you know, the new strat is, like, uh, six uh, Deathbringers or something on Atrax now, but <laughs> I think uh, no, still Eyes of Tomorrow. I think Eyes of Tomorrow still does like a massive amount of damage to Atrax. Like, is, is that, that a, a bug or is that? I think it might be a bug in how much damage okay. it does to him. So I, I don't know. I know Eyes is like does bad yeah. boss damage on purpose. I thought for the most part. Yeah, but for sure. I also do not have Eyes, so I will not be able to Neither test that I. after the. <sighs> Apparently, yeah, Brian. Apparently, your chances go up every time you beat a, uh, the final boss. Which... That was the most confusing Joe Blackburn post I've ever seen. I do not I spent believe like it. 
four hours analyzing what he said in that tweet. Yeah. I was like, I don't understand these two chances. To, to quote somebody I was talking to, uh, Teddy, you know, we mentioned him a lot on the show, but he, you know, he made a good point about Joe Blackburn's tweet. And he said that that has little meaning if you don't put numbers behind it, because it could go up, you know, your chances could go up by 0.001%. You know, if you don't give us numbers, who we don't know how much our chances increase. And he used the term accounts. So if like you play the raid, your chance goes up once that week. So your other two characters don't have increased chances of getting it, um, presumably based on, you know, him choosing his words and saying accounts and not um, per character base. So yeah, I don't know. for all we know, because they didn't give us numbers, uh, he, the numbers could actually not go up at all. I mean, that your chances technically saying. go up the more you <laughs> yeah. try it. So maybe that's what he was trying to say. You know? I said, watch there be a bug where they think it's going up and it's actually like subtracting 2% every, every <laughs> week. And everyone's at like negative 30% now. And that's why no one's getting it anymore. Yeah. I've done it every week. I've not, yeah, not, I'm still, still don't have it, man. So, um, that one's upsetting. Um, but yeah, going, going back to buffs and debuffs, uh, they also said they're going to be buffing regular fusion rifles, not linear, uh, and also breach grenade launchers. And then we're also getting debuffs to sniper rifles again and, uh, swords, which I guess swords is probably long overdue, but, uh, what, what are your guys' thoughts on those buffs or debuffs? Brian hates just them just like come on man like how like it's this the sniper rifles in destiny are an incredible roller coaster like if you put it in a theme in a theme park i would have so much fun on that thing i would get in line again no but like it's <laughs> it's it's crazy that they just keep on just going with with the sniper rifles it's just like it's wild to me it's just like pick a spot pick pick where we want them to be but um with but more specifically on the on the swords like it, you take away 15% because you say 65% of the of the base is only using swords, right? It's like, all right, cool. Maybe that's a problem for everything else and not swords. Like, right? I, I think when they're like, oh, we're going we're gonna to bring it down by 15%. But it's like, I think swords are still 15% better than linear fusion rifles, right? You taking away 15% of my damage on swords isn't going to suddenly make me want to use uh sleeper simulant again right like that thing and and all linear fusion rifles need a much more significant bump than just like 15 percent to bring it in line with swords like those those things are kind of just laughably bad right now and i think their band-aid solution of 65 percent of players using swords uh down 15 percent is terrible i don't, I don't know it's 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 a it's a it's a weird compromise i don't know why dave decided to go with that rather than just like fixing problems with other heavy weapons yeah yeah it's kind of weird to to hear them explain decisions based on like okay 65 percent of people are using swords in the heavy it's like okay well you designed the hardest boss encounter in the raid around something on the ground that is easy to hack down and you made lament the best exotic of the of the season that is a sword so like yeah i guess i understand why you know 65 percent of people would be using swords at any given time and then add in more sword use for three peaking <laughs> and then uh that's all the sword use you really need and then i'm sure the other 35 percent is like anarchy xenophage that's i don't know probably nothing really besides that so yeah. i i think they need to take a longer look at heavies i i honestly don't think the 15 percent nerf will, will do anything i mean like brian said like it, it won't change anything like you're still going to use like, yeah, okay, you'll do 15% less damage as a group, but, like, that's probably still enough to one phase whatever you want, like, for the most part. Uh, especially, on if, you know, Lament, Lament itself probably needed more of a nerf than yeah. swords in general. Like, I don't think nerfing 
all sorts because like all swords are clearly not created equal like did bequests really need a nerf you know what i mean like it it seems like a blanket solution that is not probably going to fix the problem in the first place um i forgot what the other changes were fusions i think sniper that's just to get people fusion. using them yeah. what was it sniper rifle fusion and oh sniper rifle. yeah Sniper, I, I don't snipe. Can I PvP. talk about sniper yeah, anyway. for a yeah, sec? Yeah, yeah, go for, for it. <laughs> like a PvP main, this is the one that really got to me because their description was we're finding that, you know, when, when somebody is using a sniper rifle in PvP and encounters somebody and gets hit, they can still win the encounter. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm using a sniper rifle, man. I'm taking all the risk. I have to hit you in the head. Like it's it's a difficult thing. And you're just like, oh yeah, we want to make them worse, make it harder for, for you to get it. I get it, man. Like I'm, I'm used to Halo and Halo, they've got, you know, de-scoping when you get hit. So if you're aiming with the sniper and somebody nicks you, you automatically get de-scoped. But the difference is in Halo, you can shoot somebody from across the map because there's no recoil because you're Spartan with like, you know, diamond arms uh, holding on to your sniper rifle. So it's just a different uh, situation for me. So that, that one kind of bummed me out. I just really wish that sniper rifles were, I mean, I, I understand they shouldn't define the meta, but for the people that are really good with sniper rifles, I think that they should be able to, you know, dominate the battlefield with them. That's kind of the dream of that uh that I, I don't know man i just think back to trials in the d1 days where everybody had a sniper equipped and that was just kind of understood you know you don't peek around a corner you play it smart because if somebody's good they're gonna pop you um and i kind of missed that so well, anyway, i that's about for pve again too because i mean they're not really like a pve thing anymore that's so true I, I think they yeah. need love there too and all the pvp nerfs at least to some degree still affect their use in pve so i think they're in a pretty bad spot outside of like you know cloud strike or a couple exceptions so yeah, it's weird to think that we used to melt bosses by just shooting them with the sniper rifle in the head as much as we can. Because like well, it's the exact is sit in the yeah. back and just. <laughs> well, that's it's just a, so that's different now. Response to Bungie, like insisting that every boss have a sort of mechanic that that you know if you get too close you're gonna die or it's gonna you know fling you across the map. So it's like, well, we you know say every time Bungie designs like an encounter around something that the community does, we're gonna find a way around it. And they're like, well, well, we gotta fix that. And then you know then they create a new problem that we find a way around it. And then they try to fix that. And it's just like we're, we're gonna, gonna give a track stop now, so we can't. Oh, yeah, it. exactly right. It's like if <laughs> you're like if doing his thing and they have to just like stop at the same gonna, time. It's gonna They're gonna add burn damage, and it's just gonna keep burning you the closer you are. <laughs> that would solve it wouldn't it um yeah and then the other buffs or duos we got we got um uh they're reworking the way the aeon cult armor works which i thought was really interesting i've mm. never seen anybody use those pieces but apparently for they're they're trying to go yeah for good reason they're, they're making another pass at trying that um and then they also announced that they're going to be adding some exotic catalysts that have been taken out of the game back in including the two i need which are telesto and uh, Legend of Acrius, uh, which I didn't get from the raid. So I'm excited for those. I think those should have been in the game to begin with. You should have been able to buy them from that little uh, console they have. But uh, I like that they're adding them back. I'm excited for that. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on Exotic Catalysts or Aeon Cult? I know those are kind of weirder ones, but I'm, I don't know. Maybe you're excited to everybody in their party on Aeon Cult armor and seeing if we can do make that a thing. I don't think it's going to be a thing. Yeah. I, I mean, there's still like core exotics that work with like, like major builds in the game that I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like me, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how people take it in a PV because it sounds like it might affect PVP in more, more so than PVE. Like it might be more beneficial there. 
Um, but I don't know, man. Like end game PVE, I don't see I don't see Cult of Aeon doing anything for anybody. I don't know. I mean, the finishers that give you like special and heavy and stuff yeah. as your team, that seems like that could be pretty good for GM Nightfalls and stuff. And there's st- it gives you things on stun uh, for all champions. I mean, I-, I was I was impressed with how elaborate that rework was. Me they essentially yeah. put like six exotic perks into one exotic, like you know, going through all the mods. Um, I do wonder if if exotic mods now could be a a future way to make uh, exotics more interesting um, and bring life to some ones that are clearly not great. Uh, I guess that might be getting too far ahead of ourselves at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like armor catalysts could be a thing, right? We've had weapon catalysts for a long time. Yeah. What's to say they can't just start making catalysts for armor, right? Yeah. And um, what was the other thing we were talking about besides that? Uh, the exotic oh, catalysts. Can- yeah, the uh, regular catalysts. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm always excited for more catalysts. And I never got any of the raid. I didn't even bother trying to go for the raid ones because it was just such a pain to do uh, hard mode runs to them. Like, I didn't care enough about those to get them. But now, that they're if they're just going to, like, drop them from world sources or i mean that's that's a good reason like i would grind the strike playlist to get you know all four of the catalysts i'm missing from that list like i would absolutely do that um i guess it just took them a while because they had to redesign some of the objectives because like some of the sleeper objectives for instance you just couldn't do anymore to complete it i i don't know how hard it is to like rewrite (laughs) i mean like kill 500 things instead i don't know but um so i i am excited to see those back i i really hope that we get some new catalysts I am at this point expecting the heir apparent catalyst uh, for Guardian Games because, I mean, that gun is obviously going to come back itself during Guardian Games. And when they were, when the new icon of the freaking catalyst page has heir apparent right on it, it's like in the middle of it. So, and, Levi- <laughs> and Leviathan's Breath was on there too. Uh, and I think Deathbringer too. Wait, what did you say? So Leviathan's obviously- what? You said Leviathan's Breath was on there too? Yeah, and we just got that one last season. One, yeah. Unless you totally missed that, did you? Did I get that? Yeah, I got it. I did get it. Yes, I did get it. I forget what the catalyst does. Yeah, for remember, it increases, increases ammo reserves, which is wrathborns to get it. Yeah, hilarious. Like I love, I love that that is what it does because it just shows how simplistic catalysts can be. But at, at this point, I think people want catalysts for orbs for a lot of like the primaries because it just. You feel like you're at a significant disadvantage if you're yep. running like a, a weapon that doesn't spawn orbs. Like, forget what what bonuses the catalysts give. Like, even just spawning orbs is, is not great. So, I'm I'm hoping to see actual new catalysts. But for now, I guess I will take the, the four I'm missing that I have to farm for. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for that too. And then the final thing uh, that was on the TWAB and kind of our final discussion today before we do our bungee pleases uh, is. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got, uh, they announced something that we kind of long suspected, which is that they're not going to be doing Crimson Days this year. Um, I know a lot of people didn't have uh, high opinions of Crimson Days, myself included for the past couple of years. Uh, Although it does speak to kind of a larger attitude in Destiny recently, which is that uh, PvP is not really a priority for them, right? Crimson Days was kind of our one seasonal PvP event. And uh, while announcing three new strikes in in the season of The Chosen, they have uh, no new Crucible maps. Uh, We've got Trials coming back. At least they put some armor and and, uh, new weapons into that. But by and large, uh, Crucible continues to get the short end of the stick. So do you guys think it's a good thing that Crimson Days is gone? Did you like it before? Do you think they should have stuck it out and tried to make it good? 
Um, I don't know. And, and what are your thoughts on just Crucible in larger? <laughs> I, think, I think Crimson Days is like a five second conversation, and Crucible being Nord is like a 40 minute conversation. I mean, Crimson Days, like, I understand it because A, it's not a very good event. Like, Crimson Doubles is fine, uh, but it probably just should have been put in a playlist somewhere. And then Crimson, Crimson Doubles now with Stasis would be just, th yeah. that would just be a nightmare. I can't yeah. even imagine how that would go. Um, but the, the event itself is fine. You get pink items and they had the good bow that one time but like it's not a very substantive event it also the timing would have been weird because they would have essentially been launching the season right when they were supposed to have crimson day start because it's a valentine's day event and you know the season's starting like five days before valentine's day so i just it, it makes sense to cut it for many reasons um i'm hoping guardian games can come back and be like if you're going to have an event like it should be a significant event and like really really kind of have a lot of stuff going for it um i think guardian games had plenty of its own problems uh you know last time it came around but maybe they've evolved it since then uh and i can't, the pvp thing i mean obviously it's being ignored they haven't you, you, this kind of manifested over the holiday especially have not talked in the twab about it at all at, at any point uh this season arrived with pretty much nothing for pvp other than a couple of things for trials and we're probably not going to hear anything about it until the state of the game sometime this season. And I, I don't think anyone is is celebrating that. So it's it's rough. Makes sense. Brian, any thoughts on Crimson you Days were. going this year? I'll be honest. I played Crimson Days once in my, in my kind career. Of to. That was in Destiny 1 with Sean Finnegan. One time, one time I played one play played crimson crimson doubles and i never touched it again after that but so my opinions on crimson doubles i, I spy <laughs> all right I, well like i don't have any opinions on it i don't know i have really good memories of crimson days you know it's like uh you had i had the one guy i always played pvp with and we would we would jump into that playlist when crimson doubles was around because obviously we weren't with girls on on valentine's day uh and uh we, we uh we would we would just go in and just own people and people would message us and call sweaty tryhards because we were just you know dominating that playlist and i guess i have some good memories from it i understand why they're you know not doing it this season and i really wish that they put more emphasis in pvp but it is what it is i guess we'll see if they do it next year or if the, or if pvp just gets any next kind year. of event, you know yeah next oh, year you, you meant crimson days i thought you meant all of pvp oh, yeah. focus on pvp next year <laughs> don't you best for either of those yeah. yeah for either of those i would say i'm i'm uh, i'd be lucky if i got it by next year all right. Um, so yeah, that that uh, is the last thing we had to talk about. We got about five minutes left. Um, and for those of you who've been watching the show the past couple of weeks, we've noticed that there's a trend where we tend to list all the things that are bothering us about Destiny at the end of the show. So we thought we would turn it into a segment, at least while Destin's away, uh, called Bungie Please, where we just take turns going through the panel and listing off all the things that are annoying us and that we'd like Bungie to change. Brian, I know you've got one, so why don't you kick it off and tell us your Bungie Please for the week? So my my pitch to Bungie is called Season of the Break, and it's where they the the content of it is void. There's nothing. There's no content. It's a season where they just take the time to to flesh out another season or the expansion and fix a bunch of quality of life changes, um, which like is just on a grander scale. I think they I think Bungie could benefit from not having four seasons in a calendar year. Or not a calendar year, but 
you know, in between expansions. I don't know. That's that. That's my pitch. That's my that's my bungee, please. You can take love a it. break if you want. Love it. Love it. Paul, do you have a bungee, please? All right. I'll skip my no blues one because I did that last time. <laughs> but I'll get really specific where now there's this thing where if you're trying to like browse through all your shaders and like preview them, it you can like you can preview it and then you go back to look at a new shader and it resets the whole menu. <laughs> so you have to go all the way back through all the different menus and collections to get back to shaders for each shader you're trying to look at now. So that sucks. I mean, obviously I want non-consumable shaders, but in terms of a very specific, very annoying thing, I'm going to drill down on that for this week. Excellent. All right, my bungee please this week is bungee, please. Don't make me get on my sparrow and fly to the other side of the map. I, I don't want to do that. I'm talking, give me a, a drop point at every point in the map once I've explored it. Or, or make a quest where I can unlock it. I know you love those. Give me bounties that I have to do to unlock these drop zones. But please, I'm tired of getting in my sparrow and flying to the farthest place on the map so that I can you know do an activity that takes like four and a half minutes. That's my bunch. You're getting a Europa one. I know. I saw that. that. I saw there, that. Plenty of maps need that, though. You're right. Plenty of maps need that. I think that that should be built in. I mean, come on. It's what, what years? It's 2021. I think we should have fast travel down by this point. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, that's my bungee, please. Um, all right, that's it for this week, guys. Uh, join us in two weeks for another episode. And uh, until then, guardians, guardians out. out. That work. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.